When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broadcasting from beautiful, sexy, steamy Studio City, California. I'm Ted Napsack, and this is the Napsack Files. We are back with another show about life, the universe, and everything. Douglas Adams would approve, and my guest this week is Christian Harloff, part two. Part two. I You're like back. It. I'm back. You came back. Uh, yeah, why not? Glad. The fans demanded it. Yeah, well, I think you demanded it, and I owe you. I think you have pictures of me somewhere, so I, I have to do it again. I pr- or, yes, I yeah. have something with pictures. Something with pictures. Um, and we last time we quite frankly didn't get deep into Schmoville, and I Not think the Schmovillians yeah. want to hear how it started, what yeah. happened. Yeah. So let's dive right in. We got to get right into this. 2006. You're doing stand-up comedy. You're yeah. firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. You have uh, weird girls in every corner of your room. You, <laughs> you're just living the life. Um, <laughs> you make it sound so much more glamorous than it really was. Oh, it was. Well, <laughs> there was nothing glamorous about some of the things being done, but it was fun. <laughs> Um, Thank that, God uh, my wife doesn't listen to this shit. Uh, no, no, yeah. no. Your wife doesn't listen to anything I do, and that's a good thing. That's Me a either. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, she still thinks I'm doing stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go see Harry Potter, honey. I'm doing yeah. a set down at the Ha Ha. Right. Um, so you're you're firing all cylinders. Suddenly, kind of without warning to your friends, and not that conversations weren't had, but it was like Christian's firing all, all cylinders on stand-up. Next thing you know, you're, you're really nose to the grind at, at Silver doing all that stuff, and then suddenly you're out of stand-up, and you're reviewing movies with Mark Ellis in your room. Yeah, what, was fu- what was funny was I actually, we started doing a current TV first. I was right. still doing stand-up, though, because yeah, yeah, I was still doing stand-up, and, and, the, and the white boy comedy thing was still happening because uh, I was asking people to do yep. from the show. Because when we first started doing it on, on current TV, we would ask comedians to come in. It was great because current TV paid everybody. Right. So it was easier, and it actually helped a lot because we got guys in again, like Steve Renazzisi mm-hmm. and uh, and Sebastian, mm-hmm. uh, and a, a bunch of different people who would come in and they would do. I even did one. Yeah, of I course, reviewed yeah. Semi Pro horribly. I reviewed a did a horrible did review of a horrible movie. Yeah. Semi Pro. Wow, you can still find that if you go to Current really? TV. Yeah, if you go to okay. guys, so check that out because I want to go do it. Uh, just yeah. go to Google and then go uh, the Harloff and Ellis show. Um, and it's semi pro review, and you'll see. Oh, well, I believe that was. Yeah. I believe that was it. Oh, that was it. Yeah, and right. then our buddy and Lou Santini did a whole bunch of them yeah. too. He did yeah. a couple. Um, so we, uh, yeah, so we started doing we started doing that at, at Current TV because uh, you'd mentioned the last time I was on, we had talked about our friend Martini, who was a stand up comedian, yeah. uh, hilarious stand up, really good. And her and I uh, would um, we just were buddies again. She dated Adam Winkler, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. so we, her and I, became friends, and we were we were talking for a bit and once she moved to San Francisco she called me up and she said listen I'm uh, she was an executive over current TV and she goes look we're doing this pilot that uh, we want to take a whole bunch of like funny people just a bunch of people and, and you review television pilots and right. just if you know anybody funny um, then call them so you weren't available so I called Ellis and uh, <laughs> and uh, it wouldn't have worked, but no, me. it wouldn't work. No, but I called Ellis and Ellis, and they they were paying us some pizza and beer at, at the time, the first right. initial one. So, so he and I we started we we watched a couple of uh, television pilots. We submitted our footage. They really liked us, and that started the relationship with. And then we did a couple more TV shows, and then they were like, "Well, why don't you guys try a movie?" And we did the Heartbreak Kid with Ben Stiller, which is I mean horrendous, horrendous, horrendous. Yeah. Malin but, Ackerman, yeah, no, really bad. But if you watch, you go back and you watch that review on current TV, we're not on camera together. We're, okay. Uh, we're, we're split screen. That's the way we did And Ellis wanted to keep it that way. Ellis wanted to stay off because he was, again, it's from being from the stand-up world, you don't want to rely on anybody. Right. So, and, I'm, I, and I remember being at the CPK, California Pizza Kitchen in Burbank. Yeah, Media walk- Center, yep. And I was walking out with him, and I'm like, I go, look, we should try to do it on camera together. I was like, because I think that you and I have a good back and forth I think it'll work. He's like, he's like, all right, all right, all right. So we we tried it and it worked, and then we just started doing it. And he's been stuck with you ever he's since. Been stuck with you ever since. And then we 
we stay with current. And then, do you know the whole, you know, the Rotten Tomato story and everything too? No, well, well, tell the fans. They want to hear that. Some of them know. I mean, I, I, we've talked about it before on the podcast too, but what happened was that we had a Rotten Tomatoes and um, Current TV came up with, you know, they wanted to do, because Martini, she pitched an idea to, to do a full-fledged half an hour pilot that they would mm-hmm. do on Current TV every week with Mark and I as the host. And we shot the pilot. It came out great. It was a couple of different segments. I had the pilot somewhere. I should put it up on Shmo Plus. Um, but, um, yeah, and anyway, it was uh, they loved it. And like, okay, this is going to happen. It's going to be a Rotten Tomato show with, with the guys hosting. And it took about a year with all the development stuff mm-hmm. that was going on. It's like, I remember Martini was hanging there, hanging there. The right. deals are almost done. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You guys are going to be hosting it. They love it, blah, blah. blah. And it, this happened forever, too. And she, and she started getting frustrated. And then I remember being, I was on Peter Ross' desk uh, mm-hmm. when I was temping at Warner Brothers. She was the president of Warner Brothers. I was temping for him for a little bit. And I got an email. She goes, look, I'm out of here. I'm leaving current TV. Mm-hmm. I'm taking off. Um, I really think you guys should do the same. But I understand if you don't want to. You know, because you guys are working on this show. And I was like, yeah, you know, we should probably listen to current. What they got to say. Yeah, yeah, we should listen to them first yeah. before we take off. So then Mark and I are in Alaska, and we read on um, my our buddy Max Cook mm-hmm. sends us an article. What's this shit? This is what he sends. And they had put in this Brett Ehrlich, who was their host. He was a really funny guy, a guy right. we've had on the show as well, too, but he was one of their current hosts. And him and this girl, I forget what her name, Jody, Judy, I don't remember what her name was. And they put them as the host without telling us uh, just replaced wow. us our show right replaced us and said this is the show and then never called us or emailed us or anything nothing nothing so we're like and i that oh, was when i hit i hit rock bottom at that point because Wait, what year what year was that was that 07 this was this was in this was uh, yeah begin end of 2007 2008 like 2008 this is like the beginning of 2008 Okay, so this is after Strauss has been shot. This was this was oh, way right. after Strauss. Right. So yeah, this right. is this is in two thousand eight because I yeah because I was I was in Vegas and I, I mean in uh, Alaska and I remember just walking in the snow going, I'm temping right now, you know yeah. I, yeah. I'm trying to like is my my girlfriend just moved in with me it was just my, myself and my girlfriend I'm like I got I'm not doing stand up anymore, I thought I had this show I got nothing. I'm right. like, what am I doing right now? I was it was right. so cold. It was literally that rock bottom moment. <laughs> I'm walking around. I'm like, this sucks. It's a very like rocky ish moment, right? It, you know? it really, honestly, man, it really was. I was. I remember. I remember the exact street in in Alaska where like what it looked like and everything. As I was wow. walking, just the snow. It was so much snow, and I remember just being like, I had been in dark places before, right? But like I was in, it, you know, that place. Just like this, really, just got ripped out of me like that. Like the, you know. So I was just, I was done. And then we got back to Los Angeles, started talking about, we're like, why don't we just start a YouTube channel? You know, that's mm-hmm. what we wanted to do for so long. Let's just start a YouTube channel. Let's just do it. Let's, you right. know. And at the time, there were maybe, maybe five or six um, movie reviewers doing right. it at the time. I think Spill.com was doing it uh, at that time. I think Grace Randolph was doing it. Uh, I know Fury the Film fan, and mm-hmm. there was there was another guy, Mr. Black, I think the guy's name was at okay. the time. So no Johns, no, no stuff. John's, in John's, in, John's didn't come in until about a year after we did. He had a movie, he had a he had a YouTube channel, but he didn't start doing movie reviews until a year after us. Okay. Um, but um, we, so we started in we started in two thousand eight. We started the, um, we started the channel, and we were uh, yeah. I remember just thinking to ourselves, all right, let's see how this goes. You know, let's, right. we, and Martini edited the first couple of uh reviews she was with us for like she was part of our crew for right. a good two years after we started the youtube channel didn't, yeah i think didn't she edit the gi joe review most likely i was a little upset with that review it took out some of my best lines oh, okay then most likely yeah because but i was the one to put the twilight poster in so that's yeah, my fault yeah you get in trouble for, you still get shit for that but mm. no she edited a lot because her, to her credit she had she was the one who came her and i went back and forth with the name she's like there should be something with joe schmoes is what she said and i was like well what about you know we know uh, it was like what about schmoes no no she's like what about schmoes knows to this day she said she didn't say that but i have the i am thing she says i never saved it i have yeah court proceedings no because that was that was like a monumental i I am she she said schmoes knows and i said what about schmoes no and she's like yeah yeah all right schmoes no schmoes no so we we call the schmoes no from that from the, but like that back and forth, and Ellis hated it from the beginning. Um, and <laughs> still does. Yeah, he still, still does. does. But uh, but yeah, so we we started Schmoes know, and it just and she, 
Martine's like, here's what we're gonna do. She was the she was like the Charlie. That's what we call Charlie's mm-hmm. Angel. She was the Charlie. And oh, okay. she yeah. would we would send our footage and she would edit it and but we only got out like maybe one review a week. Right, right. Maybe. And, and you were paying to see these oh, movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We would go and sometimes sneak into movies too and mm-hmm. and that that was it. So it was um, you know, she would she would edit it, like, okay, great, we're gonna see something this week, maybe. And then she just got busy. She was she was engaged she mm-hmm, was right. in san francisco she was she wasn't sure like she, she, she was an executive in in another company now and not a current anymore and was mm-hmm. getting more work so the reviews weren't getting done and then we're like we still want to do this right you know so mark and i were like well how can we do this and make it work and mark's like well i'll take a crack at editing them and then Mark stepped up and started editing the videos. Okay. Uh, and then it would go. It was it like went back and forth at first. It went Mark Martini. Okay. Mark Martini. I mean Mark edits all to this day. Yeah. Right. Except our top five. My buddy from college, Aaron. Um, he edits all of our, mm. all of our uh, top five videos for like FandangoMovies.com. But um, yeah, Mark right. edits all of them, man. Um, so he, uh, yeah. So Mark took over, started editing, and we at the same time we're probably only doing one or two a week. Right. And then just started building the audience, you know, and the thing, I think that the main thing was, and we always said this from day one, is we wanted to do it to talk movies mm-hmm. with the fans. That was the whole point, was the fact right. they have conversations with people. So whoever was watching our videos, if they agreed or disagreed with what we were saying, we would talk with them. Because right. Because that's the whole point. They're like, oh, guys, I just saw W, and I don't agree. I actually think that Josh Brolin was terrible. I would always, or Mark would always respond and be like, oh, sorry you felt that way, but here's the thing, blah, blah, blah. And if they were respectful in the comment, we were respectful in the answer. And honestly, we were respectful in the answer, even if they weren't. Even if they weren't, right. But, it, but most of the time, that's the one thing I still, to this day, about Schmovel, 90% of the time, it's a great comment. They're the great the, fans. The, the troll culture has also grown greatly over the last three, four years, yeah. I think, since you guys started. That's kind of now it's a thing to be a troll. Right. Did you know, how, how long before this started, did you know Alice? I knew Ellis. I met Ellis in 2003. Um, it's about the time I first saw him, yeah. Yeah, he... Fat Ellis. Fat Ellis. He came. He showed up to a barbecue because a guy that I went to college with, I knew I was an acquaintance. Like, my friends knew his friend more than I did, but, mm-hmm. but then he started hanging out, and he's like, look, I got a buddy that's coming into town, and he wants to do stand-up. Can I bring him by the barbecue? And you can kind of give him some advice. And so in walks this, you know, fat kid with the with the blonde, bleach blonde, like bad <laughs> bleach blonde hair um, that his sister did for him, you know. And he walks in, and I'm just like, ooh, who's this character? But then you start talking to him, and, you know, he's Ellis. He's, he's hilarious. Like, yeah, he's hilarious. And but, he's just a good dude. So. But can I just say, my memory of him early as a stand-up, when I started at the Comedy Store in 2003 as well, when I was doing sh- shows there every now and then, uh, Brian Irwin's show and everything, yeah. um, I, I distinctly remember Ellis. I don't distinctly remember his act. I just remember thinking, oof. That kid's not funny. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah and then funny. years later, it was like, oof, this kid's a genius. It's funny, too. Because it's I a testament to work. Yeah, it's work. I mean, I his first gig that I hooked him up with was uh, at the El Dorado. <laughs> with, probably where I... That's oh, probably, that's, that I have that a might be very... Yeah, now you're right. That's probably where he was. Because it was El Dorado. I, I definitely saw him at the, be- at the belly room, but... Um, it's probably El Dorado, because I sent him, I sent him to TK to, to yeah, get him for his I first gig. pretty much every... TK yeah, show you were probably Dorado. hosting it. I was either there or doing a show. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't start hosting till. Oh, five. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, he, but yeah, that was the thing. And I remember going back after I was kind of out of it for a little bit, going back to the comedy store in 2006, 2007, mm-hmm. and seeing Ellis and watching him. And be like, man, he puts references together so well. Oh, like yeah. He was doing like some Star Wars joke. And I remember just going, he's clever, man. That's the thing yeah. with him is that like you can see he doesn't have to just like overthink stuff. His brain just puts it together and he throws out that reference. And I think that's why we work together so well right. too because I'll, I'll do that kind of loud abrasive thing to where and then he'll just throw out a line that just works. You know what I mean? Right. So No, he, he's... But but again, it's a testament to him going into his stand-up and I'll have him on the show and dig it. I mean, it's a testament to someone can be funny and... Good luck getting him. Really? It's hard for me to get him on a review. I'll, I'll pick him up, bring yeah. him over some baby <laughs> carrots. It'll be all right. Um... But uh, it's a testament to someone who was funny. He was always funny. Uh, I ha- have to guess that, going back to his childhood. Yeah. But stand-up is, is uh, something you got to work at. So craft, he, he, yeah. he crafted it and crafted it very well. What so. he does well also is the fact that he's a creature of habit as well. Mm-hmm. And he like he lives at the comedy store, and that's what you got to do. I mean, yeah, that habit does not include cleaning his apartment. But No, no, no. no. But you got, no, he has his, his, uh, his mom and his sister that come in to visit. <laughs> that's what he does. But he, he was at... Um, 
I, he just was there. That's what you had to do for the mm. comedy store. And like when I was doing it full time, that's what you have to do. You got to live there. And yeah. he lives there. And that's his home. And that's why he, he learned the room. He knows the room. He knows how to use the OR. He'll jump into the belly room. He does the main room. He, that's his home. He knows how to use it. And that's why, like, again, I was listening to your podcast. Um, I think it, I can't remember if it was with Joe or who it was with, but it was, you were talking about the comedy store. Yeah. And that it's like you either, that place either took you in or, or it's like it became like that dungeon that you didn't want to go near, which yeah. Uh, and and to me it was, me, it was I, didn't, I didn't want to go near it. Right, right. and that's what, and for to me it was my home because yeah. you, you you either adapt to it or you say this is just not for me. And yeah. Ellis has adapted to it. Yeah, I I still struggle to uh, you you know from when you try to book people if they if they're regular at the comedy store I'm like I I think we're booked that week. <laughs> I, the comedy store is just a bad spot for me. It's crazy too. Um, but I love like the improv and I love that See, kind I of love stuff. The comedy store yeah. was, I mean, that was the that comedy store is dirty. I loved it. Too. Literally, it was, figuratively, it rock, and emotionally. It's the Rocky Gym, man. It was so. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. It was. It smells like it too. No, but it was so. But it's. You know, but there's magic in that room, though, man. There really is. Like you, yeah, I'm telling I think there's you, ghosts in the room. Ghosts that give you magic. magic. I'm telling you, man, I had some. I had some of the best sets of my life. I had some better place. sets of the pink dot. <laughs> down the street. Afterwards, telling the telling the guy how bad you bombed at the comedy. Yeah, yeah. Store. What twenty dollars for parking? Yeah. Um, all right, so you you meet up with Ellis, yeah. and my first real memory of you two being together is Grassman and Straws. Yeah, two thousand seven. It was spring funny. of I mean, two thousand seven. Yeah, because I, you know, it was one of those things. I would go to I would go to the comedy store, and I would see him, and I'd be, hey, man, what's going on? What's going on? And I remember this is so weird that how things work out because um, I would again Grassman and Straws. We kind of got into it a little bit, but the, mm-hmm. the way Grassman and Straws was, it was a bunch of things that a heightened version of kind of the things that happened in my life, and. Mm-hmm. And with a little bit of a twist on it, and we put it up on Schmo Plus, and it was a sitcom idea that I that we shot we, that yeah. you you were in, and yeah. uh, so I remember well, I was at the comedy store when I because I was trying out sets that I wanted to because we had to do stand up in the show, so I wanted yeah. to have my stage persona kind of ready for the for the pilot, and I remember walking, I saw, I saw Ellis, and we're walking from just down the street, and I said to him, I go, oh, there might be actually a part in there for you, and I didn't have a part. I didn't have one, right. but I remember talking to him, and I'm like, oh, I could write this guy in there. He'd probably, yeah. probably be all right. And it was it was Sean Maroney. Sean Maroney. Which, it, yeah, but I'll tell you what, though. The funny thing, I wish that I knew Ellis bet like I do now. Right. I would have given him like one of the biggest parts in the whole thing because he would have right. crushed it. But anyway, um, he... So yeah, so I asked him I asked him to do it, and uh, and he did it. And we and while he was on set, we, we would bullshit back and forth, too. And yeah. we like, okay, we really... We, we get along a lot. And then... Then that just led in after grasping at straws. That's when the whole martini current TV thing happened. Right. Now, I want to pause for a moment. Going to going to grasping at straws. So that's the testament again. I mentioned in the last episode where you set your sight your sights on something. You're going to try to con- succeed and do it. Yeah. Pro wrestling. I want to I want to write for WWE. Go and mm. do that. I want to do stand up. I'm going to move out here. Uh, I'm going to learn to produce. And you you dived into that and and almost became a big time producer on He Man. That's a whole other story yeah. we can talk about. Um, and then along the way, you're like, hey, I want to shoot a TV show. And we're all like, sure, cool, right. don't we all? And you're like, no, no, I'm going to do it. And you and I would meet. Uh, you'd come by with all these ideas. We, I was at the farmer's market at the time. And you yeah. walked down with your little, little eye, eye bud, earbuds in and, yeah. and listen. And you effing did it. Yeah. And you put, you, we had a fully functional crew, a director, and kind of had a sound guy. And we had a full crew. <laughs> that sound, that guy. sound guy oh killed God, me. That sound guy was awful. I can't, what did Rick Ingram say about that guy? Oh, my God. He goes, I can't remember what it was, but Rick Ingram was one of the funniest people on the planet, and he just, we were sitting over, and he wanted to kill the sound guy. I can't remember what the hell he said, but that sound guy was so bad. Anyway, um, anyways, but then you you put it together. I remember being on set the first day, 5 a.m. over at Amalfi in room five, and I was there with Lou Santini and Mark Franco and Chip Dornell, and and, uh, we all looked around, and we're like, wow, this is it. This is legit. Now, yeah, of course, it doesn't... uh, you know, no one bought it, and everything. The writer strike happened. That was the problem. Was the the writer strike hit right when we were debuting was, that it thing. Was, it was the writer strike because again, if you look, if you go, if you listen, to, if you see Shmo Plus, you, the, a lot of positive reactions yeah. to it too. And and you know, it it lives as an internet series, which is yeah. fun too. But it was a pilot presentation. It was, it was a pilot different. presentation. It was if I I could have done a lot of things different, sure. I, I would have. Um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We learned a lot. It was funny too, and thinking about it as you said. It, Eliza Schlesinger, who you know, yeah. big comedian now, she um, she played Marley in yeah. the show. That was originally written for Martini. Oh, to that play? Was, oh, really? Marley, okay. Marley was supposed to be played by Martini, and Martini couldn't do it. Okay. So, um, and that's why, because I was going back and forth with Martini about stuff, and that's why her and I kept talking and keeping communications, and then, you know, all the stuff. I mean, because Grasping and Straws was going on from shooting until post 
from February, I mean, we started prepping on it in January of yeah. 2007, and premiered it in November of 2007. Yeah. So, and then, you know, the current TV show with Ellis and I started in August 2007. Right, okay. So, you know, anyway, um, that's what, how all that stuff happened. So it's yeah. funny how all that really works into each other because through Grasping of Straws comes the reconnection with Ellis and myself mm-hmm. and, and Martini and putting all this stuff together. All, and All the pieces were in place. And yeah. I, just, I just was like, great, I'll see you. That was a fun three days. And uh, little did I know my future would be interti- intertwined with that, Isn't that crazy? empire like, as well. Just talking I mean, about how you got involved, man. Uh, then, uh, about the podcast everything, itself, yeah. I mean, we, I guess we should we wait we wait well, until we get into the podcast. We'll get into that, but yes, yeah, so yeah. You guys, so you guys, what makes you? I mean, it's hard to build any kind of internet audience, even it's though the same thing as everything else. So I'll tell you that. Oh, so what's the secret? There's a lot of people out there in our fanville who are trying to do it on their own. Tell people to go fuck themselves. That's what the secret. Is. <laughs> Honestly, okay, that's the secret. It's Explain like more people, because I cannot tell you how many times people told me, hmm. like, I don't know how many times I heard. Oh, oh, you and Mark is doing movie reviews in front of webcam. No one's going to care. Oh, why don't you blast out another Facebook thing? No one's going to care. No one's going to care. No one's going to care. Let me just say, if you weren't, if none of you out there, if you, if you were friends with Christian in 2007, you know, that's 2008, uh, every two minutes there was a MySpace message from you and it became, it it became, um, punchlines for roasts anytime we did about you. But, and people still bring that up to me now who haven't really talked to you since then. Oh, yeah, was he still sending out those messages? No, we have 300,000 downloads a week. Exactly. Fool. That's that, and, that's the, <laughs> and that's my point. Is because people, my dad always says this too, like people just want to shit on you in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then when you're, when you're established, then they want to be a part of it. And again, another friend of mine, I won't mention names. I, I know this is just going to that story. He was, he was working at a pretty big company. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty big position. And then he got, and then he got canned. Mm-hmm. And he's walking around these Hollywood parties in there, and these people are, are at this point who were used to call him all the time, so aren't even looking at him, right. they aren't talking. I'm at a premiere with him; they wouldn't even talk to him. And, and this guy's a good guy, right. you know. Right. Then a couple, you know, he, a couple months later, he get he lands a job that's even bigger than the last, like right. huge job. And everybody, the next premiere I was with him at, is running up to him, same people that were ignoring him the last time. Hey, how's it going? Uh, nice to see you. Blah, blah. And he's just like in his head, like. Fuck you. Right. But with a smile on his face. Right. Because he's played like, it right. Yeah, of course. But that's the thing is that you have to like don't listen to people when they say do what you gotta do because it's it's, right. it's again, it's that cliche thing everyone says that that that's made it and done and mm-hmm. I've hardly made it. But like uh, No, but but but, but but you know what I'm saying is you gotta keep like I I want we wanna treat, keep building the brand. Like Mark and I just never said like we believed in what we had. That was the thing. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing is believe in what you had. Don't right. like because we we always believed in the chemistry. We always believed mm-hmm. that we were two funny guys that were able to tell our opinions on movies. Our our, our backgrounds spoke for it, and the reactions when we had a hundred subscribers, yeah, we based it off those reactions because right, that's ultimately if you can if those hundred people are enjoying it, then why won't fifty thousand right. enjoy it? And I think that and that was the thing is because like you said. Oh, you still send out those Facebook things? Yeah, but you remember that I did it. Yeah. So if you when you pop up and like if you hear us now on Corolla or on Heidi and Frank or like oh wait that did that stem from that? Yeah. Yeah, it did. While you're playing with your ball bag watching <laughs> you know Spider Man cartoons or whatever you do. I mean not not that it's in wrong with Spider Man cartoons, but right. or playing with your ball bag. Right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Check it, folks. Check it. Um, yeah, so you, I mean, did you have at the beginning a game plan, which most know, other than just uh, you guys knew you had something? Did you did you think down the line? I, mean, I think it was stemming off of that. Martini, again, to Martini's credit, she really kind of helped our egos because mm-hmm. she was she was able to, she knew the, the internet world be- way better than we did. And she said that, because um, we had that, we had that, that, that Rotten Tomatoes show. She said, we'll get another show. We'll get mm-hmm. another show. So, okay, we'll get another show. And then, you know, then maybe we'll be able to sell advertising and do this, and you'll be able to do that. And she was able to kind of just get us to go, okay, we can do that. Maybe eventually we get partnered. That took forever. Okay. Getting partnered. It's a lot different now, YouTube, the way it works. Mm-hmm. But YouTube used to work to where you'd have to keep. Now they just, they, they want a lot of their videos content. monetized. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. they, they're, they you, you can monetize your videos. And now there's all these networks and stuff too. Yeah. When we were in the height of it, you had to submit for partnership and, and we was like Rudy. We would just keep submitting mm-hmm. and nothing would happen. Finally, finally it happened because we had a strike on our channel a while ago because I went to a UFC event 
and was mm-hmm. trying to build subscribers and stuff too. And I, I didn't take actual footage from the fight. I just took footage from the crowd. Oh, inside. Right. And UFC put an X on it. And that hurt us for a long time. I had a strike on the channel. How, how recent was that? How recent? Well, it was 2008, late 2008. Oh, okay. So the strike okay. was on the channel, though, from 2008 until 2010. Wow. Yeah, but we got partnered while we still had the strike on, though. Okay. In 2010. Um, and then when we signed with Machinima, yeah. they helped us um, get contacts. And I called UFC myself. Oh, wow. And then the UFC, I told the guy, look, I'm a huge fan of the UFC. Yeah. I'm like, I had no, I wasn't copywriting anybody. And I was like, this is my business. I'm trying to, it was YouTube. And he's like, yeah. And he got rid of it. So oh, it was okay. really cool. So the strike's gone. We're, we're that was Dana White then you called? It was Dana White. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so we... Uh, the goal I didn't know what the goal was, and then we almost had a show with AMC that right, we were supposed right, to have a right, late right, night right. show. That AMC we they paid us for a pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Freed, our our really good buddy, a producer, uh, and Martini, and we all worked on it. And we said, all right, let's um, let, let's work on this thing. AMC was going to have us do interstitials, like a, a late night show, and right. and then Walking Dead hit, right, um, and then these other shows it really even hit even more, and it's like. Uh, change the network yeah and just and that was what they focused on they didn't need to focus on us so we got paid for the pilot and that was it and then Mm -hmm. um the reels was gonna we were supposed to have reels Reels was gonna pay us for a pilot we had a pilot and like we we did all the real shows we were working with reels there's always something happening you're always scheming and dreaming but but it seems as though in your head now and obviously it's i get that it'd be different than 2007 or 2008 but it seems now you have a master plan um, things happen along the way, and you just on the fly. But back then, you didn't you didn't envision the Schmozo Empire. You just knew you wanted two guys talking about movies. Or did yeah, I think uh, we wanted to always kind of grow the brand. We always knew we wanted to do more. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter again. But it's the main thing. Just like stand up, it's always giving good content. You got to give right. good content because otherwise, you can grow it as as much as you want. But if the f- if the fans don't give a shit or they call bullshit on you, that don't work. Right. So like you, that's and even again going to this whole Man of Steel thing that's going on with with right. the bottom line is Mark gave it a he still gave it a positive review. It's one yeah. of the fresh three point two three point two out of five. He gave it a fresh one of the fresh reviews out of uh, out of the Rotten Tomato scores. But the fans gave him shit for it. But that's what I give both him and myself credit. We won't do this thing. And you know I'll say it. I don't care. Ain't it cool news? Did that like right. they 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 went from being. The super geek site, and then they started taking, you know, the studio studios would tell, tell them to do this and do right, that, right? And then they became a studio darling, you know, right? And that's not us. That's right. not what Mark and I do. We we try to be as uh, honest as possible, and right. I think that's what you got to do, and you got to give good content. And now we have you, we have mm-hmm. Mark Riley, we got Josh McCuga, we got Tiffany, Josh the intern. We have this crew now right. that is is just. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody wants to do something. Everybody's it, like believes in it, and it's, mm-hmm. it's not about they're not all about themselves. They're about the brand, and I think that that's that's why it right. And that, that, when did that start to expand? Two thousand ten. When did you guys get the podcast? That was um, two thousand eleven. I, sh- I should know, but two thousand eleven. No, no, no. And that's okay because that that all came about because well, the funny thing is we should, the way that happened mm. is Mar- myself and Mark we started a live show at Room yeah. Five. Doing comedy. Oh, that I for, yeah, let's yeah. not forget about that. Yeah, no. the Schmoes No Comedy we Live. The Schmoes No Comedy Live. And where I uh, famously got on stage with Roddy Piper, dressed yeah. as Roddy Piper. Right, it was yeah. the first interaction with Piper. Uh, absolutely. That, and, that, and, and we would show our videos in between, mm-hmm. and that was one of the things that I really knew that my, my love of stand-up was gone, because yeah. I was more about showing my videos and doing other gimmicky things that I didn't... Because like, Sadie says this day, I missed the Room 5. My wife says, I hate the... I, I missed the Room 5 shows. They were so much fun. I'm like... Why don't you do them again? I'm like, because I don't want to promote a stand-up show. It's not what right. I want to do anymore. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot, dude. A ton of work, and and not not worth it because I was only charging five bucks. I wasn't. It wasn't yeah. about you know. It was it was not about the money. It was about trying to promote the brand again. Right. It was the Schmoes No Brand, and it and it worked because Adam Carolla's producer um, uh, came came to the show, and he went to see um, Naveen Makalarji, who's mm-hmm. our buddy, who's an executive, and he did and he did stand up. And so he, he shows up, and we started talking. And Naveed had done Adam Carolla's show because he because he, Naveed because of the show had done Deadline and had right. been on Deadline, and so we got uh, Naveed got us on Carolla, and right. like they really they really like you over there. They want you to come back, and we just and we started doing Carolla all the time. So we went mm. we did Carolla from 
I guess we started in 2010 is when we did this couple summer shows and we kept going back like every three months and the fans' responses were good to it. So after about a year of doing Corolla, then we did Doug Benson's show mm-hmm. and a few other ones. And then uh, about a year, one of their producers was like, why don't you guys just do your own podcast? Right. And so in 2011, we started, and Katie Sackhoff was our first guest. Right. And... um. And we started our own podcast. It was like a freaking karaoke machine. It was yeah, yeah, literally. I mean, oh. better than what I've got here now. But um, no, it's not better. It this right. is much better than what we have. <laughs> it was like two cans with a wire attached to it. It was horrendous. In your room, I think I was your third or fourth guest. I yeah, think I was yeah. on episodes three and four. I did a one, I did a session. You did the Star, Star Wars, Wars ones. They're so good. Those ones. Yeah, so was, uh, those yeah. are the early ones. That those are, they're really great because it's yeah. like, it was like, it was like this though too. Yeah. That, what you're, and by the way, you're a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite. Why? Is I I don't I don't I don't like those uh, podcasts. I'm I'm just not. I'm not going to do podcasts. Uh, uh, I, you know. <laughs> and what are you doing now? I okay. Here's a little, well. You could you're you're flipping it around on me here. I as you know as I've said many times before, probably too arrogantly. I I have a radio background. I was a morning show DJ in Pismo Beach, California for a while. Um, did the news there. The new in 1997, I was doing the rock, uh, the KB95 rock and roll news. With the Bret Hart theme music mm-hmm. playing in the background, oh, nice. the yeah. same exact style. Yeah. Uh, all I'm doing now is what I did then. Yeah, and just, uh, Matt, you just showed the wizard behind the. I'm curtain. just recycling. Yeah. It's what I love to do, and people yeah. love to be like, "Who's this guy, man?" Yeah. Uh, and uh, then I got the morning show, and so I had a, I had a little radio career, and yeah. that's what I was going to do with my career, and yeah. I loved it. And broadcasting was the, my my thing, and I lost it all. Woke up one morning, and the station had changed formats. I was laid off. I moved to LA to do Groundlings. Yeah, and um, I always said the radio was the best format of entertainment. It's the best pure form of entertainment. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. It's what I have a passion for. Then this podcasting thing came above and I it came out and I just was so above it. I was like <laughs> I was really on radio. You you're gonna go record in your room and I was judging it for so long, yeah. secretly going, I think I should I think I want to do that. Yeah, exactly. I think I should do that. Yeah, I mean I never understood the, the I mean I guess from coming from radio thing but uh, radio yeah. background but it was just, I mean, it was no brainer to do it. I mean, because yeah. we, and again, because I think at the time when we started it, um, I mean, we probably had. Cheese was producing, yeah. Cheese was producing, but we probably had like between, like probably seven, sixteen, seventeen thousand subscribers at the time. Yeah, by then, yeah, that's when, right, when yeah. we did it. So, um, so then you know we had sixteen, seventeen thousand subscribers, and we figured, okay, at least maybe even we can bring like one to two thousand of them over to to mm-hmm. listen to it and see if they like it. See if they're right. Yeah, and we brought in some cool guests. We had we had uh, you know we had Katie on, we had Bonnie on, we had um, we had Trevor Engelson on, and mm-hmm. um, Andrew Freed, uh, John Arnold. No, he wasn't on then. Yet. Not yet. Uh, okay. No, um, John Lejoie mm-hmm. came on, and oh no, actually this is with Cheese. This is before that John Lejoie was not on yet because then. We started realizing people were listening to this thing, mm-hmm. and God bless Cheese. You know, John, John Scheiser, um, this, the equipment wasn't good enough. Yeah, and we, we met we met with uh, Katie Levine, who was uh, used to produce over at Corolla Show, and we met with her at a coffee bean one day, and we we're just like, you know, would you be able to produce a show? And she's like, yeah, I think I could do it. So, mm-hmm. and then so she came over. She had the equipment. She yeah. had everything. She, you know, yeah. she had the headphones. She had the, the and we're like, whoa, this is okay. We actually it sounds good now. And then yeah. and that's when we got. Like then we started getting some other guests too, like John Lejoie, Steve Renazisi, and then Jeremy Johns did his first show, and she and Katie Levine did around, I guess twenty five, mm-hmm. twenty any, anywhere from twenty five to thirty shows with us before we went, right before right. we went to Toda. I came back on for the Hunger Games one with her. That was, was the last one that she did too, and I did a couple at your office over uh, uh, in in the West Side. Yeah, 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 and that was and that was the last. I mean, she and Katie. I mean, again, God bless her because she really got the show to yeah. a. Really love. She produces over at the Nerdist now. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I um, mean, she's really, yeah. She kicks ass, and she she did a lot for us. And then that's also during that time was when we picked up Reitman. Yeah, yeah. And that was that. And then the way that that happened was we were an audition. Um, Mark and I, because we were doing, we had done a couple of uh, podcasts already, and we were not. We, no, it wasn't an audition. It was a pilot. We were shooting mm-hmm. a pilot that. Um, there's this whole. It was a, it was like a TMZ type pilot. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was literally at the TMZ offices. Okay. With um and we were going back and forth. And Harvey Levine, whatever his name. Harvey Levin, yeah. Heaven, Harvey Levin. Was, I'm a lawyer. Yeah, and he was and he was the guy, and there was a different and, and we and Mark and I were like stealing the show here, and then to right this female voice comes out, and it's Reitman, mm-hmm. and it was myself, and there's like probably nine to ten other people in the pilot. But it was just the three of us going right. back and forth. So then afterwards, we had coffee, and I'm like, I'm like, you should, 
you should come on the show. You know, yeah. be on the show. And then and then I'm thinking about like to Alice, I'm like, she should co host with us. Right. I'm like, she's funny, she knows her shit. You know, her you know, she's and you know, let's 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 call it what it is. She also comes from a pretty great yeah. background. So we uh let's was like, okay, great, let's see how she vibes with us. So the first show she shows up late. Which you can hear the show on the twentieth. Uh, it's and Ellis Ellis gives her crap for being a woman or something too on the show, but it, it's hysterical. And right right then she comes up, and the rhythm was just there. Yeah, and she stuck with and Catherine was with us for a long long time. I mean, again, yeah. she did a couple of shows when we went to Toad Hop, but very busy, obviously. Right, right. Talented actress, and um, I think uh, Mama Tabino. No. Yeah. Is that really? Yeah. I think we're wow. gonna find that out. I think we'll find. I think maybe we by the find time, it out now. Yeah, but I think by the time this goes up, we'll already have talked about it on the, on okay. the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow, that's big news. Yeah. 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 So oh, okay. Um, yeah. So then she comes along, and then th- that definitely took the podcast to another level. Yeah. It did. Then you sure. get over to Toad Hop, and now it's live streaming, and that's Toad going Hop, back. Though. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's was when things started to change for me when I started to see podcasting as something different when I came to you guys. Uh, by that time, when you're live streaming, I was like, "Well, then this is just like radio, uh, you know." It's the, well, Tone Up did it different because a lot, a lot of places. I mean, well, Corolla was doing that too, and a lot of people mm-hmm. did it on the UStream and stuff mm-hmm. too. But, but because um, Heidi and Frank, you know, Frank Kramer, mm-hmm. uh, really did it right with the way he set up yeah. Tone Up, and the way it, that all worked was, um, like, because it was it just was perfect timing, really, too, because we didn't know because Katie Levine had told us she's like, I got, I'm gonna do more stuff for Nerdist. I, I'm not gonna be able to do the show anymore. So it's like, all right, we either got to find another producer, or really find out what's going on. Let's find. And we had a couple other places that said, hey, we like your show. People, because at that point, people, were, a lot of people were yeah. listening to it. Um, but you know, so we're like, what are we gonna do? And Ellis was doing threes too much for oh, right, yeah. and he's like, well, we can talk to Frank Kramer, tell him what we're doing, see if they're interested in a movie show. So uh, we yeah we, we we I guess we got when we first started we got Wednesday mornings yes at like it was a, either eight to nine or nine to ten I can't yeah. it was only an hour um, so we yeah we went to Toad Hop and it was at Universal Studios real close by here yeah to the Knapsack File Studios mm-hmm. and then um, we I can't remember who our, our first guest actually on on Toad Hop was Jay Harrington oh really yeah Jay Harrington was okay. our first guest uh, at Toad Hop and um, it was uh, I remember sitting there just going. Because we didn't have a female co-host at yeah. the time, we just said it was just back to Mark and I, and I'm, I'm just remember thinking this is kind of this feels, it feels like it's going to a whole new level now, and then yeah. we, that's when we could start taking callers, and then it felt more it changes real. the game. It yeah. changed the game because it felt more. I knew people were listening beforehand, but I really knew now because then they were calling in, yeah, and like then you could talk to them, and then you could get the real emotion to feel how they're really feeling about it, and then. You just felt it grow, and then you get your regular calls. And I, I mean, and gun, George McCann, like <laughs> the guy, I think he called in from the, from the be uh, from the beginning. Georgie's been Georgie. calling, he's and, been calling, and, from and the even beginning. Josh, the intern, called in early. Yeah, on he did. That's yeah. true. You can actually hear JTI on the um, Sex and Movies one. Yeah, with my ex-wife Bonnie Summerfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, allegedly. So, um, yeah. So you can uh, you can hear that. So did you there. at that point think? What were you thinking at this point? It's to the next level. Now you have an audience that you know you can you can play with. Start, touch the wheels started going yeah. at that point because then then okay. it was like okay now we're now we can start getting because again and by that point that's a year already. By the time we moved yeah. from from the podcast from how we started it up into Toad Hop, that's a full year. So the viewerships grew and the, the subscribers had grown at that point. Um, we were already getting into press screenings. Yeah, but this like, time you're no longer paying for movies. No, we, we it's start, a thing now. The, the, the end you of know. 2010, I think, is when the press started because because of all the Corolla. Um, yeah, that helped originally was Corolla, Corolla and the okay. fact that we had launched a website in 2010 as well. Mm-hmm. The uh, the first the first run of the website. Um, so yeah, that started happening. But then when we got when Fandango and Movies dot com hired us to become their regular movie reviewers. And then we got certified on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That's when, then the then the studios are just like, okay, you guys are now legit. You're now. Now. So now you're, you're the first YouTube movie reviewers to be certified by the Motion Picture Association, correct? Yeah. And, yeah, quite and a feather in the cap. Yeah, and the first... Because it's a new age. Eventually, there will be tons. I hope, the first. yeah. I mean, that's the goal. And and we're the first YouTube movie reviewers to ever be certified on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Did Grey Drake help with that? Is that she instrumental in that? No, Grey Drake wasn't at Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. I happened. thought she wasn't. No, that. the funny thing about... If, had Grey Drake not gone to Rotten Tomatoes, Mark mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be working at Movies.com Fandango as reviewers. Oh, okay. We had our top five videos already. Yeah. But the way that worked was Matt Atchity, who is the editor-in-chief of Rotten Tomatoes, who mm-hmm. has been on our show before, um, yeah. and 
we were talking to him. He was the one I brought. He was on the podcast, and I talked to him about getting a, a YouTube Movie Reviewer certified. And that it starts. You can listen to that podcast. That conversation starts there about okay. how it all happens. And then it was a process, but then it happened. But one day, he was. Uh, I, I, we were at a screening, and I heard him talking. I was sitting next to him. And I heard him talking to another another buddy of ours, and he's like, "Yeah, Grades leaving Movies dot com, and she's coming to Rotten Tomatoes." Light bulb goes off in my in my head. I go home right after the screening, and I wrote my guys over at Movies dot com, and I'm like, "Hey, you know, I know that there's an opening now. Would you guys ever want movie the like video guys for you know? Could you right. have because Dave White was there um is there their written their their um yeah. their written articles, and he's great, love him. So why don't you if would you want written on one side and then video on the other side? And they're like, "Yeah, we'll do that." So it was great. So then had right. Gray not moved over, mm. that opportunity wouldn't it's have all the finely woven tapestry. It is. It really is. Um. So then, so this is and now we're in spring of 2012. You're at you're at uh, Toad Up up at Universal City Walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I popped my head up there a few times, but this time I could listen to you guys more regularly because yeah. I, I called you after every show. You used to call me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I remember those memories. You'd call me. How yeah. was it? How was it? And I, I would have rolled. You're out my of producer that. before you're my producer. Yeah. And I, hey, you do this, do that. That was good. And then I went up. Uh, you were you. Katie was going to be on the show. Sack off. Yeah. Yeah. And I had not met her yet. Right. And I was kind of like, hey, you know, now I've seen the show. Now I want to meet her. Right. And you're like, come on up the studios uh and uh, it was a great show that she was on yeah. and i watched from the green room and then it seems like from around that time you got you just really you knew mark really focused on the podcast as the next extension of the brand so where did you did you have a plan at that point i am um, yeah i think so because it was again i mean the the website was still not because to me i mean I guess we'll get into it in a little bit here mm-hmm. but the, the website to me was is the one that I think that the hub of it all, and that was still yeah. not. Now it is. Back then, Schmoes. No, 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 not yeah, not yet. Yeah. It, was, it was up, but yeah. it wasn't what it is. It was right different. Yeah, it was. It was a bit of an older website at the time too. But the podcast, yeah, I came home to my wife one day and I said, I really think the podcast is the one that is going to get us to the next level because I think the fans really respond to it. I think that yeah. they really they can they can hear more. Like if they if they dig what we do on the YouTube channel, they can see more of it. They get more of the personalities. And at the time. It was just again myself and Mark, and we didn't have a co-host mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. And then we were going back and forth because um, Toad Hop and GoCast at the time were going back yeah, and forth. They, they split off into two yeah. things, and we were, we originally were going to go with GoCast, and then we just decided that wasn't the move. So we did one show at GoCast, and K- Katie had done one show right before it mm-hmm. went to GoCast, and she came over, and we had asked her. We said. What are you doing? And she's like, I'm on hiatus. Yeah. Katie Sacco. She's like, I'm on, I'm on hiatus right now. I'm like, would you, because we had fun the last two times. Yeah. Would you have any interest in co-hosting the show with us? And she's like, Yeah, that would be great. She, you know, that, yeah. I, I would definitely do that. I mean, I'm probably gonna have to leave here and there. I'm like, it's cool. That'd be yeah. great. So of course, you know, not only did she vibe with us, it's fucking Katie Sacco. So why yeah. would you not want to do it? So she, um, so then we we decided to make the move, go back to Toad Hop. And then we for our first show back at Toad Hop, we had Sean Astin, Jeremy Johns, right, come in, and that was and that was our back. And I was like, "Hey, we're back!" And that was the show I think because it brought in Katie fans, it brought in Sean Astin fans, it brought in Jeremy Johns fans, and it brought in and brought our fans all together right. and said, "Well, this show's pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty fun, and you get good guests. You take calls from the fans. You talk about stuff that we like, and yeah, and and it got tweets from you guys." Yeah, I I tweet in. Yeah, you you the mad had, tweeter. You were the mad tweeter at the time, and then I and that was the thing is that I said I, Mark and I were like let's just do we need personalities here we need this and I I still say to this day it was funny that there was a contest between you and Makuga. Yeah, me and Makuga. I had met I'd met Makuga once at a stand up show at three clubs. Uh, I knew him from Casual Mafia, but I didn't know him much. And he's tweeting, and I was like, I got to be funnier than this guy. Yeah. No one can beat me at the written word. Yeah. And uh, we're tweeting back and forth, but he was fucking funny. He was funny. And uh, then you, you put out this contest that he didn't even know. I know. He claims to this day he didn't know. He, he was he was more dormant that day than yeah. normally. Yeah. He And so so it, it, it was like fate. Because was that the, was Trisha Helfer there that day? Because I was in studio. I don't know. I was in studio that day. It was Tr- Trisha, Trisha so Helfer was and Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, you were sitting there. in the I was sitting side. in the corner okay, and you okay. were like, I only have, you, could, you only got three tweets. Okay. And I had, Oh, I'm chomping at the bed. And we said whoever would win this contest will yeah. come back next week as a producer of the show. And I was given a gift because early on I had covered for Trisha for about 15 minutes on air and she yeah. was running late. And so you referred to me as Trisha's, oh, right. Trisha's fluffer. So they yeah. gave me a running joke to the right. show and I think I got my tweets out. 
Uh, yeah, and, and then so it's, isn't that funny how that works out? Because then the next week that was your first show as producer. Yeah. 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 Oh, boy, if I'd known then. <laughs> I'd Who known was your then. first guest um, as, as running producer? My first guest? Was it Gambino? Uh, Must have been Gambino because that, was, w- that was JTI's first show. It might have been. Yeah, I know my first task as producer was to hire Josh the intern. That's hysterical. And interview him. You're like, all right, here's this kid. He went, and you call him a kid. He's like 90. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I'm expecting this 20-year-old kid, kind of like we have Schmo Kid right now. Yeah. I was expecting this kid, like, oh, I want to get you coffee, Mr. Hala. Yeah. And it's some guy been he traveling. Was he sleeping when he, he was sleeping? Yeah. He'd been traveling the world. To get a hold of him, it took like two hours to get a hold of this guy. We're Sorry. at the farmer's market where you and I used to meet in the upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that where you met him? Yeah, I met oh, him up great. there. And uh, old time's sake. Yeah. Yeah. And um and yeah, guy, I, I, I'm like this this and he knew and he'd listened to every show. Well, that's the thing about him. He'd as, been a as, fan. As much, yeah, as much as we break his balls, he is he's he's a fan. He knew he knew all the movie reviewers. He knew the world, and he knows his movies. He, he really, really knows his movies. He's seen a lot of movies, kids. I've I've seen like five. And he, I mean, he knows his stuff. He's the he is the perfect guy for that role on the right. show. I mean, he really is good, and he does any like. And what's so great about JTI also is the fact that you can, if you ask him, okay, I need this video to be put together. Can you help me out? He'll do it. Yeah. He, he was working on an hour and a half of sleep, and he did WonderCon with us. He did WonderCon. I mean, to say he had one an hour and a half of sleep at WonderCon is generous. Yeah. He, he was up almost the entire day. Yeah. Um, and uh, great guy, uh, Josh the intern. So he's there. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, Katie's, Katie's coming in out, and she's getting ready to shoot Longmar. Um, and then we had Tiffany Smith come in as a guest host with Sean Stone on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right, was, I was guest right. hosting slash producing that one, and we right. watched his horror film. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so kind of we kind of trying out Tiffany. We yeah. were trying to t- we kind of clicked with Tiffany. Yeah, who's, we knew Katie was going to leave eventually. We knew eventually, yeah. and um, she was going off to do Riddick and all the other Longmire, stuff, yeah, Longmire, yeah. and then that that horror film that's still coming out. Right. And um, Tiffany comes in, and she's the ultimate geek girl. She's mm-hmm. geek chic, and she knows her stuff, and she's legit, she, legit and fun to get along with. Uh, and it was kind of clicking there. We kind of knew we had something here. Yeah, met her in, uh, at an audition. You meet all your girls at the auditions. No, well, that was, again, we met uh, We met her at, yeah, cause it was some movie thing. Mark and I were going back mm-hmm. and forth with her, with her, and we're like, okay. She's cool, tweets back and forth. And yeah. then, yeah, she came in, and you just knew it, because like, yeah. she's like, she's so rare. Like, yeah. She's so, she's cute. She she's funny and she but she knows her stuff like like geeky yeah. stuff too like again, Katie has all that stuff but does like is not the biggest movie aficionado or because well, she's aficionado. busy making the movies right you know? the way that like Tiffany is though like right. Tiffany knows like Tiffany will, the t- I mean comic book stuff like she can school yeah. a lot of people so yeah um, yeah so she was a great a great find and again obviously Shmova loves her so it was great to have her on the show yeah and then so then one night we're sitting there we're going to have a little competition with Josh the intern and another intern um, to determine who, no, would, who, who would stay yeah. and uh, by this time I'm producing and I'm trying to bring in my radio uh, yeah. the show's now formatted Christian you yeah. got you have five minutes to talk <laughs> about this how much do I drive you crazy with that uh, all the time all the time <laughs> um, Ellis is the real pro there uh, no, uh, and I'm it's doing true. the news, and I was like, uh, it was weird. I never told you. I was sitting around one day listening to your guys' show, and I said, I would love to do the news like I used to do on KBR 95 back yeah. in the day. And um, then you were like, hey, would you like to, you know, the producing thing came up, and I was, I think it just kind of came around naturally. Like, hey, let me do the news headlines. Yeah. So you let me uh, grow with that. But um, so we're coming in. We're going to do a contest, and you say, hey, meet me across the street at Buffalo Wild Wings. I go, okay, I'll pop over there. And you're running the contest. So I get over there, and there's Justin Marino. Josh McCuga and Mark Riley. Yeah. And they're sitting there with you and Alice. And you guys are running the contest, like running the questions to oh, make right, sure right, it's right, working. And right. I'm like, cool, that's great. That's fun. And I knew all these people in passing, you know, this yeah. and that. And um, all right, time to go to the show. We all get up. Justine's like, all right, good night. See you guys. And and McCuga and Riley are coming along with us. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Right. Why aren't they going? Oh, why are they And you're leaving? like, oh, they're the writers of the show now. Oh, I, is that, right. is that that's how, how I found out. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how I found out. I was like, I came on, there was four of us now there's nine of us right so i mean and that was and like and it was funny for everyone to accept that at first because i remember mm-hmm. when we on our itunes comments um there was one guy who's like at first it was just those guys and now it's like a morning zoo thing i don't know if yeah. i like it and then the same guy wrote back he's like i love it but um, so uh, it, it has changed the show yeah. has changed without a dramatically. doubt dramatically um do you what, what do you feel about it how do you how do you balance the craziness and it uh, does turn into zoo anytime you bring finstock on sometimes um, I, sometimes i miss he's banned now right the, did i check my notes and finstock is not no. finstock now is becoming more popular than ever he's more mm-hmm. most powerful mm-hmm. he's been um sometimes i miss this type of sure. thing with, with the backpack that you can get into 
Nothing, yeah. you know. It, I think that again, people will open up to you more when it's yeah. a more when it's a when you have coronas and it's quieter. Yeah. But the flip side of that is too, it's harder to get those big guests in. Yes. This unless you got you know unless you're like Mark Marin who can right. can bring in people to his garage. But I mean, it's it's we have a studio, we get the good guests. It's it's that fun show, and it is fun. We okay, we've gotten some fun stuff. I mean, to where we've had like we had Trisha Helfer to admit that she dated Stallone when she was seventeen. Right. We've done we've done uh, we've had some really fun contests. We've talked about a lot of movies, and I think that that's the thing is. It can get heated in there and have yeah. some fun, and I think that it's—I uh, don't know—it's just I don't think anybody's doing what we're doing right now. It's—it—it it is different. It's an—it's now—it's—it's it's the groundwork I think for an eventual TV show. Yeah. You know, it—it's gone beyond podcasting, and it's now a an event and a show. And it, and at times, you know, we my job's to balance out the craziness. Uh, keep the alcohol away from Andrew Santino. Uh, that's my job. Um, <laughs> but it definitely leaves a mark because you have someone like Maria Menounos comes on who's been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. Um, tell you what her boyfriend said to me at the party? Well, tell, yeah, I was going to say, but yeah. you say it because he said it to you. He said that she's been doing uh, she's been doing these shows for a long time and she really, really has a great time. Like, our show's one of her favorite shows. Yeah. yeah. She asked to come back the second time. Yeah. I got a call from her producer saying... Yeah. Uh, I'm from the office of Maria Menounos. She's the host of Extra. I was like, yeah, I know who she yeah. is. I've been watching her since 1999. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, sir. Uh, he goes, she'd like to come back on your show. See, like that that type of stuff to me. That's that's what gets. That's why I do this because yeah. it's it, it it really is that it's it's a satis- satisfaction of like you're doing something. You're doing something yeah. fun because and again, the original first time she came on the show, she wanted. She said she was staying for ten or fifteen minutes and she stayed yeah. for an hour. You know, yeah. And the same the second time as well. And it's and every time people come in, they have fun because we're having fun. You know, right? And like, and one of my main things that I want to do is I want like again, I want you to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. For us, full time. I want mm-hmm. you know. I want mm-hmm. Riley, Riley to manage. Riley is kicking ass at the website. I want him to do that full time. I think because we believe in it. Schmoville believes in it, and I think mm-hmm. that it really can. We can be that next because we're a different type of entertainment source. Because we are yeah. the normal people that are doing it. Like we're we're geeky one hundred percent. Right. But we, I feel like we are those average Joes. We're, there's crossover appeal. I hang around with a lot of uh, Uber nerds, and, yeah. I, and these are professional nerds yeah. who make a lot of money uh, and have a lot of success, and not all of them make a lot of money, but it's their life. Um, uh, I mention a Yankee game, they draw a blank. Right. And it's not all about sports, and right. I think sports and, and uh, superheroes are the same thing, really, but, but you are the guy's Guys who watch Yankee games or football games, they're also going to the movies. Yeah. And I think a lot of the geek culture now, it's a marketing tool now, um, and I get it. It makes a lot of money. But it cuts out a lot of people who, who it's not, they're not against geeks. They're no. not, it's not nerd bullying. It's just like, well, you know, that's not my thing. I, you know, I'm going to go have a beer with the boys and I'm right. going to go watch Man of Steel. So Schmozno in, incorporates across it. But then you get bringing someone like Tiffany, this gorgeous woman with a Lord of the Rings tattoo on. Right. Um, so it it, it 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 reaches across the aisles, so to speak. But I think that's what's great about our audience is that mm-hmm. you we have like again we have people who are like diehard Yankee fans. We have someone who's never even watched well, a single second of baseball. Cor- yeah, and I think that that's what speaks volumes about our brand and the people yeah. because they. I don't think anybody should feel excluded listening or watching right. our stuff. And like, that's we we can kid and joke even in yeah. studio and even with some of our guests, um, but. We we definitely it's it's everyone's welcome in in, in, in Schmovale. for sure and I and I think that I think that's coming across I really right. do because um, you know the audience is growing we went from we had eight thousand listeners a month when we were doing mm-hmm. it at, uh, in the beginning and now we have almost three hundred thousand a month you know so yeah. it's so it's uh it, it's great and it's and it's one of these things that it's just I just want to keep doing it I honestly my you asked what the goal is too I would love to do the show a TV if it's a TV show we're doing it five days a week. Mm-hmm. I think that there's mm-hmm. enough. I think there's enough movie news and stuff that we can do, and topics yeah. and conversations that we can do. And the culture of movies, it's not yeah. just what's coming out now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it, there's so much to talk about there. Um, is, is that? Do you have any concrete long-term goals? Where do you take the empire from here? You're driving the boat, you and Alice. Well, I think what, what I, I mean again, the website right now, uh, we we launched a site, and you know, to your credit, that's I, I give you the credit on really pushing me on that mm-hmm. because with something we always wanted to do, and you're like, all right, we got to, you know, the website, the website, the website, and then we were gonna do a short, well, uh, another web series, right, about how Ellis and I kind of started. We were gonna do a right. web series on that. We wrote it. We start. We were doing rehearsals for it, and right. we had everything ready to go, and then. We're like, do we want to spend the money on this right now, or do we want to spend the money on revamping the website? 
Right. So we did, did that. We revamped the website, and Mark Riley is—I mean, the guy sent from heaven. <laughs> the poor guy. I was—I uh, was—I had hired about eleven new writers. I think about five ended up sticking on. But yeah. uh, as as that's the reason you hire more. Yeah. But I was run. I was posting and posting. I'm working working till two in the morning. Got my day job. Got the producing. Doing. I'm I'm also a screenwriter and and I run a pro yeah. wrestling company. So I'm up to two in the morning putting up all this stuff. Yeah. And then I asked Riley for help. The poor guy. Now it's all his. <laughs> and I feel so bad. But but look, he but is the thing with him. It's and it's so you actually had it really rough because it was so scattered yeah. beforehand and the articles and stuff. Were, yeah. Not that Riley isn't have, have it rough. Well, I mean, he's I, got I, it rough. I, yeah. I, I've been with him. I was with him yesterday, and he like he, the guy. He sits there. And he's just at his computer, finding articles, posting them. And he, again, you talk about numbers. When we had the old site, we would have, I don't know, maybe 800 n- unique users yeah. daily. Now we have almost 5,000 right. daily. And that's all Riley. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, all the content we have, too, but Riley's really kicking ass with that. So the website is, the, what I love about the website is that it's got everything. You can mm-hmm. find our podcast there. You can mm-hmm. find our reviews there. You can find, you know, Schmo Plus stuff there. You can find all movie news. That's what's so great about it. Mm-hmm. So the hub is there, and I think that's that is really the next level because that's mm-hmm. everything. Um, the YouTube channel, of course, we just hit fifty thousand subscribers. Right, that's, right. We want to get that to a higher number. Um, but I think that eventually, what I want to do is. You know, you mentioned sports and stuff. Why not Schmoes No Sports? Why not Schmoes No uh, Movies? Schmoes No Production Company? Schmoes No Like it's like right. It's it's the first step is just getting it's it's getting again. You got You can't just do it to do it. You got to do it because there's a demand for it and that people want to see it. So if it's like eventually, if we have like you got to do it right. You got to do it right. And it's like you know if we have an idea that the fans want to see eventually, and that you know it's, mm-hmm. it's a web series or if it's a an idea that we come up with is a comedy that we all do together. Great, so be it. But it's it's just, regardless, we're all there and it's exciting. I've got a show to pitch actually right now, live on the air. Yes. Um. All right. Mm. Go picture. Yeah. Um, We've done that in a while. We got to do yeah, that. Yeah, we got to do it. Uh, Schmo's no wilderness, and we send Bobby Finstock out to the wilderness <laughs> for a month to see if he can survive. No. He already does that. He's sleeping in the woods right now. Uh, <laughs> Underneath a bear. You love Finstock now. You're, you've come around. On I've it. come around on Bob. Yeah. He's, see, that's another. That's another thing you talk about. Um, what's different about the show? The show has has a bunch of characters on it. Mm-hmm. It's got, I mean, mm-hmm. wildness that can have. That's what I love about the show. You can have a full episode about a, a movie. Like again, we're doing we Man of Steel podcast. We did know? that, yeah, yeah. And it's going to be a full. It's it's just full spoilers and and yeah. you have conversations. And the next week could be a trivia battle. And and, and yeah. you, you got a Playboy model sitting on an intern's lap. You know, it's it's, right. it's just crazy. We haven't done stuff. that in a while either. We haven't done that in a while. Um, yeah. Yeah, the show, it's a celebration of film, mm-hmm. um, and it's always open for debate, and we always welcome everyone in, even yeah. when we post a Star Wars story that pisses everyone off. Or, yeah, or it gets it, people excited. Yeah, it does. I think it's, a, I think it's a both. I think that's, yeah. that's the beauty of it. Is that, yeah, they, and that's also what that story did, though, too, because th- and that's one of the things that we said. How do you not post that story? How do you not right. post a story that, is it, is it legitimate? Is it is 100% fact? No. Who knows? I shouldn't say no. Who knows? Who knows, yeah. Because if it is fact, we're going to come off like, well, maybe you shouldn't have just pissed on these guys right away. Right. And if it's not, it's like, but at least they, they got it out there for you. Because I guarantee any of those other sites that were shitting on it would have posted it immediately had they gotten right. it. Um, and I'll talk about, you know what, and, and we, I didn't talk about it on the show, this Drew McWeeny guy. Yeah. Why are you yeah. being such a douche? I was a yeah. writer on Ain't It Cool News for a long time, and I respect his work. Right. He, and he does hit picks now. Very respectful. I mean, the, the guy, again, I respect everything that he's done. He's created a, a really good name for himself. There's a lot of good contacts. He didn't know us. He comes right. out and just says that we're, we're, we're looking for hits and right. that we're doing this and that it's bullshit and there's this and that. It's like, wh- why not do something classy like uh, what's... Well, no, but still, it's... it's a, he lives in Northridge. I'll find him. But that's the type of thing to me that makes me say, we've arrived. Right. Because if he's talking about us and I mean, and you didn't mention our names, whatever. But right, right. the fact that, like, did we really pissed you off that much just because we posted this story? Right, right. You know, so right. Like, stuff like that. Right. It just gets mm. under my nerves. So the, f- the future is wide open in Schmoville, and it's been a long, a long, hard road. You put, you've been putting work into this since really 2007. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. And we're only, uh, we're only growing. Um, this episode, I didn't make you cry or no. uh, cringe, but I think this is the episode the fans wanted to hear. Yeah. 
um, of the Schmoville. And, and the podcast brand isn't growing, growing too. We're starting to record uh, the Schmoe's No Rider Room episode. Yeah, what's that? Is that? Did you record those? Uh, I've recorded at this, at this juncture. By the yeah. time this airs, I'll probably have a more under the belt. I recorded the first one with uh, Brittany Wallach and Matt oh, Key, great. all about the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, and it's a good, a fun hour, and that stuff's coming out. So we're going to have No Writer's Room, maybe after Schmoes with Bakuga and Finstock. Who knows? The yeah. world is wide open for Schmoville. Yeah. And you are the captain of the ship, along with Mark Ellis, along with Martini. Uh, you know, a lot of people. Used to. Martini used you, to. Well, used to be. But I'm, I love hearing the story of all yeah. the characters that kind of made this happen. All the um, all the heads you have trampled over on the yeah. way to the top. No, I'm kidding. Um, and uh, from uh, a member of Schmoville, from the inside and out, I thank you for the world you've let us plague with. Yeah, uh, sometimes we uh, we mess up in the world, but uh, you're, it's still your world to play in. Um, and uh, I'm excited for the future. Next time I'm going to have you on, though, we're going to make you cry. That's fine. We'll talk about the best and worst of show. And we'll yeah. yeah. All right. That never happened. It was stricken <laughs> from the record. <laughs> Catherine Wright was back on the show. Really? <laughs> I, I recall something from that. All right. That has been the Knapsack Files. I'm Ken Knapsack. That was Christian Harloff. Make sure you follow... The Schmoes at Schmoes No, and also Christian Harloff's uh, personal Twitter page, Christian Harloff. And that is that. I, I really would have rather you ended with a fart noise. Uh-huh.